broadcasting rent-free from the top of your head. You're listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. So anyway, what are we going to talk about tonight? Hmm. We're going to talk about the first four episodes of The Mandalorian. Season two. Doo-doo. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, we're here to do our mid-season review of The Mandalorian. So we're only going to talk about the first four episodes. And this is going to be released before episode five, which I think is an episode a lot of people are waiting for. Why? Um, It's just directed by Dave Filoni Filoni. and written by Dave Filoni (laughs) and features the character. Oh, oh. I get it. Features Dave Dave Filoni's favorite character. Uh, well, supposedly, his, right? His, That's a his, big his baby. Supposedly, yes. We don't know. So we decided. Well, I decided. I Adrian wanted to wait. Disclaimer. So if you don't like this episode, you can blame me. Um, <laughs> because Adrian wanted to wait and do next week, so we could talk about five. And I said I didn't want to do it lopsided. You know, there are eight episodes in a season. Do the first four and then the last four. So she's lying. She typed loopsided and it made me want the lollipop. <laughs> Adrian! <laughs> I wanted a lollipop when I read that. I don't know why. <laughs> but I read that. I know what you meant. But my first thought was damn, I could really go for a lollipop right now. <laughs> Anyway, I insisted that we only talk about the first four episodes, but we will probably spend some speculation, some time at the end and spend some speculation on who or what we will see in episode five. So, I mean, the big question on everyone's mind right now, and I I can't believe we're four episodes in and they haven't addressed this yet or, you know, given us a hint. Where the hell is Jamie Lee Curtis? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one Give rumor me that <laughs> my dad, Jamie Lee Curtis. You Maybe cowards. Jamie- <laughs> that would be hilarious if that was like the one rumor that wasn't true. <laughs> Maybe not. So you're telling me we got Bo Katan, but- we got Boba Fett, we got the one dude from the book I didn't read because it's hard to read. <laughs> but we're not going to get Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Maybe Jamie Lee Curtis was really playing Dr. Mandible in episode two. (laughs) (laughs) The new best character in this whole uh, series. (laughs) No, that's Frog Lady. No name Frog Lady. She really doesn't have a name. She really doesn't have a name. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. What is it with the show and not naming their alien characters? Except unless they're giant ants. Yeah. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but she doesn't have a name. Like I watched all rewatched all the episodes last night and her captions just say frog lady. Nerd. Hey. I tried rewatching, you saw, but I ended up watching The Last Jedi somehow. <laughs> Which That's I gotta okay. tell you. I gotta tell you, The Last Jedi has ruined Star Wars for me in that I want all my Star Wars to challenge me emotionally and when it doesn't challenge me emotionally i get upset i think that's fair sorry i think that's fair did you yawn i did (laughs) unlike somebody else on this podcast i did not get a nap this afternoon (laughs) 
Well, hey, you decided you wanted to have twins. So, I mean, <laughs> I kind of work. on you. I was at work, you bum. No. <laughs> <laughs> so was I, supposedly. What? Supposedly. Shh. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we're talking the Mandalorian, and we're going to touch on... I don't, I don't know. We don't really tend to do these in a linear fashion necessarily. Um, but, you know, we'll talk a, li- a little bit about everything, probably. Unless we forget something. I made some notes, but they're very <laughs> sparse. <laughs> so, and I want to uh, complain just... about John, F- John Favreau for part of this. So we'll oh, get to we're, this, we're definitely going <laughs> to complain about John for a bit. But before we get into any of that, can I just start off? With a little little something here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Peyton Reed, Bryce Dallas Howard, and Carl Weathers. <laughs> That's for you guys, because you guys have been directing Killed the it. hell out of these episodes. Yes. And they have, they have no business being as good as they have been because of the source material. And that's where we're going to get into the whole John Favreau thing. <laughs> But I just, th- those three really, really brought up the best they could from what they were working with. Yes. And I am honestly to the point where I actually feel a little bit insulted that Bryce Dallas Howard does not actually have like her own Star Wars thing. Like they just need to give her a project Um, because I have would give loved, her solo too. Yeah. I mean, I would, and I tweeted about this. I would love for her to do like a Kira Crimson Dawn movie, like <gasps> inject it into my veins. Oh my God. Um, please. I would love that. So uh, Bryce Dallas Howard has killed it. Both episodes she has directed have been very high on my list. I love Sanctuary from last season. I loved The Heiress. This season, Bryce Dallas Howard needs to do more Star Wars because she does it so well, like so well. And her episodes have been like the short episodes and she gets so much in and they're so rewarding. And anyway, she's like my MVP right now. Um, (laughs) But also Peyton Reed and Carl Weathers did a great job. I really enjoyed Carl Weathers episode. Um, You know, he did episode four, The Siege. And um, it was a really nice balance of action and humor. And I thought he did a great job. I guess I didn't realize he's actually been directing for a while. Like he's directed other stuff as well. Um, Other episodes of television. Um, I did not know that. Apparently he has. I don't know how many shows. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But but I thought his episode was good. I thought it was a really nice balance um, between everything, the action, the drama, the humor. It was all good. Plus space macaroons. So like, <laughs> winner, winner. <laughs> that, that scene had so much going on at the same time. You had sequel references. You had prequel references. And macaroons. Like there is so much in that going on in that scene. It's kind of like wow. It's kudos to whoever put all that in. Yeah, it's amazing how they they are able to pack so much of this in because you know these episodes are all less than an hour, and yet there's so much that's packed in there um, and done really well. So. 
My only complaint is that I still think episode one could have been a little bit shorter. John Favreau. Uh. <laughs> um, with people and say that episode one of this season, chapter nine, should have maybe been chapter three or something. Not the best uh, premiere episode in my humble yeah, you, opinion. You were not. You were not a huge fan of that. It has grown on me. Um, I think of when course I, it has. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your tone. Uh, <laughs> of course it has because the more I watch it, the more I find things that I can be like, oh yeah, I really like this. And, oh yeah, I really like that. Um, it was, I'm still curious about what episode one, like how this is going to, and actually, I mean, part of, um, Actually, I guess it's mostly episode one at this point, like how this is going to play into the bigger picture overall. And I'm sure it will somewhere down the line. It's just hard to if, guess If it just right ends up being a Boba Fett backdoor pilot or something. He was literally in there for like two seconds. I know, I but know I wouldn't be surprised can... if that was the whole point. <sighs> well, that's I would dumb. not be surprised. That's that would dumb. Really, that would be really dumb. Yes. I just like... Okay, so in episode one, The Marshal, which can I just say, I love The Marshal. I'm definitely in the leagues of Star Wars fans that now currently have a crush on Tim Oliphant because <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> um, <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> I would like him to come back and replace Cara Dune. Um, <laughs> he can just be, he can be the sidekick, um, the muscle, you know, he can come along. They can just oh, be like- Dune. <laughs> We can get to that later too. Um, he can just he could just come along. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll agree with you there because Timothy or Cobb or whatever his name is Cobb Vanth. He wear, Cobb Vanth. He wears a mask, so we'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah, but that I so wait. Where was where was I going? Anyway, so that episode back to Tatooine. <laughs> Everybody's okay. going back to Tatooine always. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just curious how it's going to play into the larger, uh, the larger part of the season, if it does at all, which I think it has to, but I don't know. I just like, I feel like there could be some good information. Like, you know, we get this image of Boba Fett at the end and it's Tamara Morrison. Like he's back. He's the guy. We love him. It's cool that he's going to be playing Boba Fett maybe again. I don't know. For the first time, technically. Uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, and, but that's like, that's like it. And like, he has so, like, there are so many ways that, uh, like, I feel that it could intersect with Din's story, but like we literally see him for two seconds, and it's just like, I what is the point if they're not gonna if it's yeah, if it's just to make a spin off? <sighs> I swear to god, like he knew the Jedi, he interacted with the Jedi, Din is looking for the Jedi, like that would be you know, there's this whole I yeah, like there are possibilities to be explored there, but like we got none of it. And I was thinking in the second episode when he got tripped up by the, I don't know, whoever those were, scavengers, other bounty hunters, really bad bounty hunters, whatever they were. 
<laughs> I was like, oh, maybe we'll get more boba and they'll like have a chance to meet and you know, and it's no, nothing. Didn't know. I don't know. I don't know, Adrian. Tell me what was the point. Tell me there's there is a point. There has to be a point, right? I hope there's no, it's just boomer wars nostalgia. Bring uh, in the old, even no, though it doesn't add much to it. No. I want it to be more, Adrian. I want it to be more. Because I think there could I mean, be so th- much. Think, more think depth of it this there. way though. Think of it this way. For for we would have to go back to Tatooine again at this point. <laughs> again. If, if we wanted to get the story centers like or I suppose Boba go could go off planet. But he the one thing I do appreciate about Boba Fett's return, and again, the one tiny thing I do appreciate about his return. Because his return was very divisive. People either hated it or loved it. Loved it, right? I hated it. <laughs> I didn't hate it. It was a strong word. I just thought, like, really? This is it? But anyway, the one thing I appreciated was that he seems to have moved on with his life. He's not yes. trying to reclaim his status as and see, the most feared oh, bounty hunter in the galaxy. He's just yes. another dirt hermit like Obi-Wan Kenobi but, was. But oh my god, Adrian, like there's so much potential there. Like right now, you know, there's this huge emphasis that has been in the show so far about like Mandalorian armor and the Mando is trying to find other Mandalorians. And here we've got Boba Fett, whether or not he is a real Mandalorian or not, like not even going to get into that. But like he now is a man <laughs> who has set aside the armor. Like he's chosen a different path. Like he wasn't clearly, you know, like he could have tracked down the marshal if he'd wanted to and gotten his armor back, but he hasn't like he's given up that part of his life. And so like, this is a perfect opportunity for Din to meet someone who did the same stuff. He was a bounty hunter and has given that life. I'm like, there's just like the possibility. It's like right there, Adrian. Like there's lo- it's fucking low. Sorry. Freaking low hanging fruit. Oh. And like, they- <laughs> ah, like that would be so great for the two of them to like meet and have a conversation. No, no. this is one of those rare instances where I wholeheartedly disagree with you, Kat. Uh, really? Yes, because why would I want the Mandalorian, Din himself, is basically the glorified uh, uh, version of Boba Fett that all the uh, all the Boba Fett fanboys think of in their head. They couldn't use Boba Fett himself for whatever reason, so John Favreau and company made basically the same character. No, popped him in. So now to have the actual inspiration for that character pop up again and have two. Of, oh no, no, that sounds terrible to me. No. But, like, it's so good because Din is starting to question, like, what we're seeing. Like, he and, you know, in episode three, when he meets uh, Bo-Katan. Is he, he, though? Is he? Well, but he's going to start to, Adrian. You sure? Yes. I... Putting it on the record, he is going to start to. This is going to be a choice that he's going to have to make somewhere down the line. Maybe not this season, but as his journey continues, he's going to have to make a choice about like but what when? kind. That's, that is my biggest thing but with this series so but we far. we don't know because it's a mystery. <laughs> no, I don't like that. Start giving us more stuff. Mandalorian is this overly perfect character that hardly ever struggles for anything. Oh my and god! Every time we are, t- every time we are given a chance for him to to be challenged on an emotional level. Hey, you were raised in a cult. Hey, we all take off our helmets. Hey, maybe you should stay here, leave your life behind, and just you know, like be with me. Anytime we get a little like ooh ooh personal challenge, here we come. 
nothing. Bo-Katan dropped these two bombs on him, and we didn't even get a moment of reflection or anything. He just kind of like brushed it off. Well, oh, okay, whatever. That's, that's what gets me. That's because of the writer. <clears throat> and that's what I'm saying. Are we really going to get that? Because unless they replace the writer, I mean, he's just going to keep doing the whole glorified Boba Fett type character. Well, as I like to look for a little bit of subs- sustenance, um, my hopeful answer is that yes, I hope that we will. Um, I agree. Um, I think that this series so far is sh- struggling in its lack of emotional challenges for the Mandalorian or and his own self-reflection. Um, and I think that comes down to the fact that I have decided that Jon Favreau is a really terrible writer and they really need to get other people writing the scripts for the show. (laughs) Um, personally. And, (laughs) but, but like there is so much potential there, which is why I hope that they do get some other writers and let some other people write. Because I think there is a lot of potential there. Well, and it well, could. Kat, there's potential in everything that's being well, shown yes. to us right now. But <laughs> as, as <laughs> long as they I'm keep saying. the same writers on hand and as long as people <laughs> keep praising what's being put out. Because, okay, I mean, I mean, also, Star Wars has also been split. Star Wars fan, this fandom has been split up basically Ugh. into two camps no. that way, too. The people that even, just want the comfort. I don't know if even if it's just two camps at this point. I feel like now it's, you know, we're Splinter Mandalorian factions and there's <laughs> everybody everybody has some something different. And there are some people in this tribe and some people in this tribe and some well, people well, in this well, tribe. Well, I'm simplifying it to two. The people that just want the comfort <laughs> food that don't want to be challenged by it because they wanted to they just want to feel the same uh the same thing over and over again, which is fine. I mean, it could be a comfort, an escape, what have you. Then you got the other people that want to be challenged by by it or made to think about it more or be shown new stuff. And I, I don't know which side is bigger. Uh, I know I, I can say, I think, uh, honestly, that the other side, the first side, the nostalgia side is the most vocal. <laughs> Anytime a new Mandalorian episode comes out, it's replace John, uh, replace uh, Kathleen Kennedy with John Favreau and Dave Filoni, you know, just... I think you're following it's, the wrong people. <laughs> well, no, I, I stopped following all these people. I haven't. No, I, I I don't like talking about Star Wars anymore. I love Star Wars. I always will love Star Wars. I probably appreciated appreciated more than I have ever in my life before. But I have greatly withdrawn from the discourse online. I don't engage with people online anymore. Uh, the only people I really talk to about it is you guys. <laughs> I just don't like talking about Star Wars anymore. It's it's something I prefer to enjoy more uh, privately now, just because of how volatile it can be. <laughs> Which it can be. Yeah. Very volatile. Let's not even talk about eggs. Uh- <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> no, I see where you're coming from, I guess. I... I choose to still come at it from a, like, this is what I hope, you know, or this is where I think they could go. And maybe I'll be totally wrong, and maybe it will never be explored. I mean, I would certainly like it to be, but, you know, I'm not in charge, so I don't know. I just really want them to get some other people writing for, remember, for this show. Remember how we were speculating speculating that, uh... 
the Tatooine episode would explore uh, Mina Wynn's character again. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> womp womp. I'm well. I'm pretty sure that was a pipe dream. I just like ming na went and i think it's bs that her character got killed off in that episode but at least we didn't get toro calican either so you know <laughs> i will i mean call he died a, too but call yeah i call it a they, wash <laughs> they set up a bit of a mystery in that last episode and that was explored up through boba fett instead of her yeah so my head canon is that boba fett rescued her and she's you know somewhere off in the caves or something i don't know <laughs> she was shot point blank in the gun let me have kind of my dream laying there for let like a couple me. hours maybe she was just stunned because she was wearing cortosis armor and it absorbed the blast. no no it's it, 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 it burned she, she, she she's dead sorry cat she, she did <laughs> I reject your canon and substitute my own. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, yes. So uh, I think we're both really frustrated with the writing up to up to this point. For for me, I, I can't. For me, the first three episodes of the series overall, chapters one through three, were phenomenal. They they told a very complete tight story now you're talking about the first season right yes okay uh chapter four i really really like chapter four because he had we had that challenge with him and we actually saw him struggle with it a bit like okay chapter four of season one was the first uh episode monster of the week type thing right the first attached one from like the main overarching plot yes but it still gave him good character moments awesome i dig it and then immediately following that, we got into this trend of just nostalgia-filled, uh, fan servicey type stories that didn't add much to the character. We got back to the main. We got back to what I was liking when we went back to the main uh, story with the last two chapters of that season. But chapter four specifically, and again, Bryce Dallas Howard proved that you can have these monster of the week, these these one-off episodes type episodes but still give Mando something to grapple with that isn't just pew pew and look at my jetpack. <laughs> so I'm not saying that these filler episodes, as a lot of people like to call them, are bad or boring. They have the potential to be just as good, but you got to treat them the same way. You got to want to do something with them, you know? And this season so far has just been relying on bringing in legacy characters. Boba Fett episode. Woo, we got chapter nine, the Boba Fett episode. Uh, then we got a uh, Bo Gatan in Chapter Eleven. You know, <laughs> this season is being defined by the characters it's bringing in. And in Chapter Twelve, the Siege, Carl Weathers' awesome episode. I really got into it, and I realized there's tension in this episode. Something that has been missing this season for me. There's tension in this, and the most and most of the tension came when Mando left to go pick up the kid. And I realized, damn, this show gets more exciting for me when the Mando isn't there, just being all perfect and not struggling with anything. Stormtrooper shoot him and the blaster bolts literally just bounce off. There is no <laughs> sense of urgency or danger with the dude. He leaves. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. These guys are struggling. I know they're going to get away, but, you know, this is an exciting chase because they might get hurt. <laughs> I mean, Cara Dune did drive a transport off a cliff, basically. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting, though, that you see that because, like, I contrast that with uh, chapter 
11, The Heiress, where you see the Mando compared to other Mandalorians. And that episode to me felt like a live action Clone Wars episode. I don't know if you got that feeling, but I was like, this is basically live action Clone Wars. Um, and what was interesting to me was that in that episode, he doesn't actually seem all that great. Perfect. <laughs> um, like com- compared to the <laughs> other three, it looks like he's to me the way I, I watched that episode and how I felt during that episode is it looks like he's struggling to keep not maybe struggling to keep up is not the right word, but he like, does not he's, struggle. We have made that clear. He's but he's he's behind them like the whole time like he's not like they have this and maybe it's because they've worked together for a longer period of time and are more in sync. But like you see them and they've kind of got this very fluid, you know, like they're used to doing all this stuff. And then you've got Mando kind of like running in behind, like looking slightly inept in comparison. Personally, I thought Um, I mean, he's still. obviously a sharpshooter and you know he's got his shiny beskar armor so he can take on you know half a platoon of stormtroopers by himself you know to throw some bombs but he it's just there were several moments in that episode where i was like he looks like he's just like not (laughs) not at the same level (laughs) well yeah he let the kid get eaten and then he was dropped (laughs) into the water and he would have died so, so, I mean, I think I kind of disagree. Like, yes, like in the physical fight arena, like, yeah, I mean, he doesn't struggle that much. Like, it's not a super, a super challenge for him, but he's not, I guess I still don't see him as perfect. Um, and on multiple. Uh, again, levels. what I mean by perfect, I, I'm just meaning that there's no. There's no, uh, yeah, I, I say struggle, like in the physicality of him. He's a sharpshooter. He, he, he has his gadgets. He's, you know, he's always ready to. He always has a plan ready for whatever situation he's into, except for that episode where he would have drowned. But here comes Bukatan, because <laughs> you know plot. But because uh, he's actually kind of an idiot. Uh... <laughs> hey, be nice to him. He was raised in a cult. <laughs> Which is so interesting, but anyway, continue. Um, yes, it is interesting, but <laughs> god damn it, let us let him let uh, let us watch him explore that. He uh, again that episode specifically. You were racing a cult. Hey, I'm changing the deal. Pray that I don't alter it any further. What does he do? He just brushes it off each time. There's no struggle internally with him whatsoever in any of those bombshells. For uh, for me, I'm like I would have loved seeing Mando. Like you're, you're you're talking about it felt like a Clone Wars episode and it did have a lot of substance in that regard, but the character work still isn't there with him. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. I do. I mean, I think I remember we talked after that episode episode specifically um, about how it would have been nice to have a little bit more introspection there. I still maintain that more? it's coming. Um, okay, some, any, (laughs) drips, drops, (laughs) take whatever you'll give us. Um, I still maintain that I think it's going to come later and it's going to play out. It's going to depend how it, 
how it plays out will greatly depend on how the last four episodes go. Because, you know, in episode three, Bo-Katan has, like, invited him to join the cause. And he's like, no, that's not my plan, you know. Um, what a, you know, da 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 da. But depending on what happens in the next four episodes, maybe it will become part of the plan. I don't know. Look, e- know. even and he may if, have to grapple with that then. Because even if you're right, and all this, <laughs> maybe, let, let's assume that the next four episodes are beautifully uh, retrospective. That way, like, oh my god, he's introspective. But sorry, not retro introspective. He is really <laughs> dealing with. In emotional challenges, both new and from the previous episodes, and I'm just loving it. That still doesn't change the fact that half of the series overall, both from both <laughs> seasons, are not doing that. And and I refuse to give that a pass because there have been so many other better written shows out there, not Star Wars, just shows in general. I, I could I could make a list I could list off some right now, but I won't. <laughs> that every single episode adds something to the character or explores something with the character that then uh, carries on into the next episode. It just builds on them. So throughout the course of a season, you got a character that went on this journey. Mando is not going through any sort of journey that way. We're introducing bits of it, dropping it, and then maybe hopefully we're ho- hopeful I... that it'll be picked up again. I don't know if I quite agree, but I think it's going to depend on where this season goes in personally, like it, it, my opinion, because like, I think, I think in a way, you know, Mando is a little emotionally stunted. Um, you know, we talk, you know, there's been a lot of talk in the season about, you know, Mando's and armor and having these shiny shells. And I think, you know, he uses that a little bit, right? like to his advantage as a bounty hunter but you know also like you know it keeps him closed off now we're going deep down the symbolism hole (laughs) you know and keeping that closed off and there's been all this talk about with the armor and stuff and so i think the other thing that i i'm thinking about this in relation to specifically is his relationship with the child and how in my opinion, again, like he has not really committed, like he's got this quest and he mentions it several times. Like he's been given this quest by the armorer who I guess is part of the cult, but I like her. So I hope she is, you know, sending she's him out. Part of the, what was she's it? Part of Children the- of the watch or what? <laughs> but she sends him out knowing that he'll meet other people. Right. So maybe she's actually trying to like broaden his horizons. Maybe. Which, a uh, tangent, I really, app- I did appreciate that uh, Death Watch eventually became this kind of cult. That was a very, very <laughs> nice mean, if, uh, connection there. I, I did like that. Yeah, if anyone was going to, probably Death Watch. But, like, I, I feel personally, and again, maybe this is just me projecting because we don't have as much information, but, like, you know, he knows that he's on this quest, And he has the child in his care, but I don't feel like he's necessarily 100% committed to that. Like, it's obvious he's concerned for the child's well-being, Um, but I... (sighs) At the same time, it's, you know, he definitely views the child as kind of more of this, like, oddity slash... I don't know. I mean, somebody was an episode... Episode three, chapter 11, they uh, the one of the Quarrens calls it his pet, 
but obviously we know that it's not a pet. Like it's a sentient being and it's, (laughs) it's going to grow up and it's going to (laughs) talk. Um, but, but at the same time, like, I don't, I don't think Mando quite views it that way yet either, because he also in that episode says like, I don't need any more pets. Um, so I think, I think what's going to happen is that we're going to see a little bit more of that emotion and connection, that relationship in the back half of this season. And that will probably come to a head at the end of the season. So I think it's coming, but it's been very, I mean, you're not wrong. Like there, you know, there hasn't been a lot of that in, in these first four episodes or any of that in these first four episodes. So what I'm getting here, but I think we're going to get some, I think we're going to get some. I hope yeah, we're, you're you're out. approaching it from a. I think there is a little bit of projection, like you said on your end, but you're also coming. <laughs> you're also care. coming at it from a very, very uh, optimistic point, point of view. <laughs> Whereas fair. I'm coming at it from a very not optimistic <laughs> point of view. Just because of you know we're how many episodes into the whole series are we in now? Um, well, twelve into the the whole series. I yes. like that. I like that they've continued the chapter. Like we didn't restart. Like they're continuing because it's basically, you know, like his like a book, which is maybe another reason. I'm kind of like it's okay because you know he's figuring it out. Like it hasn't actually been that much time. <laughs> so you know he's still he's still figuring out like all this shit has happened like he's like us he's probably got ptsd and he just hasn't had time to process like what the hell is going on you know he (laughs) rescued this child and then got proposed to by this woman and now they're on the run from a bunch of bounty hunters and the empire's looking for them like that's a lot to deal with in like a two-week period you think he'd be showing a little more uh, emotion (laughs) or maybe you know changing something hmm. Hmm. but if he's emotionally stunted you know we need to like have a breakthrough or something and if he's emotionally stunted we'd be seeing him struggle with these new feelings that he hasn't felt before i i want to be the optimist i'm going to be well and in this relationship yes you are the pessimist and i'm the opposite so i Half empty, half full. Um, I'm coming I'm, I'm at it. I'm a cynic. As- <laughs> I'm a cynic. Maybe not a pessimist. I'm a cynic. Still. Uh- and I also admit, I, I, I also want to put, I've just been spoiled by better written shows. Breaking Bad, Pedrico Saul, Watchmen on HBO was moi, uh, community for comedy. There are so many well-written shows out there that, you know, their main point, their main goal is character work. And they build everything else around it, around that character work. Or is Mando's doing the inverse, I think, sometimes, most of the time. That's uh, that's just that's just me. I, it's- I mean, I, I, I get where that complaint is coming from. And I don't necessarily disagree. Um, let's be honest. John Favreau's strong point is not character work. Um <laughs> <laughs> And I really like if there's anything, please, God, like, please get some other writers. I just every episode where there's exposition and it seems like it's always the women doing the exposition. So maybe it bothers me a little bit more because it's like the women that are doing it. 
but I'm just like, oh, it's so clunky and terrible. I I don't know. Like, I just, like, the first episode when he gets back on Tatooine and meets up with Pelimato again, I was just like, I you hate know what? his I gotta, writing. I hate his writing so much. Like, I was I gotta, watching I it thank you for that. 6, 15 in the morning, and I was like, John Favreau sucks. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, gotta, I really gotta thank you for that, Kat, because there had always been something that bugs me about certain characters in this show. Both both seasons, and I could never I could never pinpoint what it was. Why don't I like this character, or what what not not that? What about this character is bugging me right now? And when you said that, you hit the nail on the head I, right into it's, right into me. It's, it's the dialogue. They sound yeah, terrible. They sound so like even Bo Katan in the Heiress. I mean, and it's like kind of some necessary exposition because. Mando doesn't know, obviously, but it's still like, it's like, oh, like, why? I don't. And I mean, for viewers who haven't watched The Clone Wars 2, like, I get it. I get it. It was less bad there, but oh my God, in the first episode, I was like, I just, I can't. I like, I wanted to like throw something against the wall. I was like, it's so, so bad. <laughs> But anyway, I will carry this to my grave and I will definitely fight people on the internet about it if they want to. Like, it's, yeah, that's my, that's my biggest complaint so far is like, I can project on the characters and make shit up if I have to about (laughs) (laughs) what I'm seeing. And Adrian is much more like logical and much more competent at pointing out, you know, the actual drawbacks of what we're seeing (laughs) or not seeing. But it's like, oh, the writing is killing me. It's really killing me. I don't know. We'll see because episode five was supposedly written by Dave Filoni. Supposedly, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't actually know if we have confirmation yes. about that. N- the next episode, you mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh, I think it's. It's written and directed by Dave Filoni. I checked before yeah. we started. <laughs> so we'll. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, he wrote episode five last season and that was not my favorite but this is yeah i don't want to point that out but yeah (laughs) this episode five will be a little different because we got the name drop that everyone has been speculating about um jb lee curtis (laughs) what what um I think maybe that's another thing that bugs me about this season a lot, too. Not that I haven't been enjoying this season, if that has not been obvious, because I am enjoying this season. And but part of me is also annoyed that, like, all of the rumors seem to be true and that that all leaked on the Internet months ago. And I just can't wrap my head around why everything would be so tight and they have to like sign mountains of NDAs and then like all this stuff leaks for season two and it all appears at this point kind of appears to be true and I'm just like you know how you can avoid all that I don't say it because you will never Adrian, I am like a crack addict. You will never get me off Twitter. I can't. No. Um, I mean, I can. I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> but actually not. Uh, well, actually, I wasn't even going to call you out on Twitter. That was oh. all you. See, projection. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, I, didn't call out, I do call you call out your Twitter habits often, so I'll give you that. That's It's fair. It's a fair point. 
but I was gonna say you you can avoid all that by not relying on bringing in legacy characters or focusing on plot points from other uh, aspects of the franchise and just focus on the hey, characters look. you got now. Hey, look, I, dude, I am with you. And I mean, we have both been on record prior to this podcast about how we were worried that the Mandalorian was going to kind of become a backseat character in his own show. And I mean, gesturing right now, like, look, <laughs> um, exactly what we predicted. Um, you know, I, I have, and I think I've also been on record on this show, um, that, you know, I was really hoping, and I've definitely been on record on Twitter, you can go and find it, um, <laughs> the internet never lies, um, that, oh, <laughs> that I was really hoping that the Mandalorian would stay separate from the main saga, and I include, like, the Clone Wars and Rebels in that, um, even if they don't necessarily, you know, Rebels didn't have, like, the Skywalkers, but whatever, you know, it's part of kind of, like, the main saga. And I was hoping that it would remain separate from that and that we wouldn't get tied into the legacy stuff for, you know, for that reason, because I was looking <sighs> forward to having something that was, like, its its own thing, right? <sighs> and... <laughs> And I mean, I know you feel the same way. And <laughs> I like how the sighs are getting increasingly dramatic. <laughs> and so, like, I, you know, I'm with you. I, it's, it's frustrating for multiple reasons. One, it's frustrating that, like, everything seems to be true. So, like, then the surprise is kind of lost, which is kind of ugh, irritating. But then it's also, like, they had an opportunity to make this its own story. And yet we are going back. And, like, some of it I can make, you know, I can make it make sense. You know, Bo-Katan, the Mandalorians, the Darksaber, like, there's a plot that is going on there. I can understand why she might come back. I mean, I can even understand Ahsoka to a degree because he's looking for Force users. But... <laughs> but, but I don't think they necessarily had to bring those characters back, you know, like, I think he could, they could do it without them. So, I mean, I get it. Like, I, yeah, it's, it is, it is a point of frustration and kind of like, ugh, okay, here we go. You know, now Ahsoka <laughs> Tano is going to show up and I love Ahsoka. I love Ahsoka a lot, but... <laughs> but I don't know if she needs to be in the show too, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> I love you, Dave. I mean, at, you do great I mean, work, at this Dave. Point, at, at this point, Baby Yoda, who was once an uh, an object of mystery, has become kind of like that pet <laughs> you know, that everyone else is referring to him to. Because you got yes. you, yeah. Baby Yoda, you usually have people talking, you know, exposition, dialogue. And then a reactionary shut up baby Yoda just looking at them, being all cutesy or whatever. Yeah. Although they have started and, adding and more. He has also yeah. become a vessel, uh, a, a, an excuse to introduce all these other characters and other aspects from the main saga or other uh, aspects of Star Wars that you're mentioning. They're, they're using baby Yoda as a tool that way to bring in Ahsoka Tano to, to justify all that, all that, uh, I was going to say good stuff, but I'll just say all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> Not the direction I thought they would take it, honestly, when we first got introduced to Baby Yoda. Yeah, yeah, 
And another another point of disappointment there. I, I thought maybe Yoda was gonna be something different, but like honestly, they haven't done much with him other than just be cute with him. Which I think it's come. I think it's coming. I think it's coming. It's slow. yeah, but it's not here right now. That's true. <clears throat> it's. <laughs> He's still a baby, Adrian. I think, again, I think we will get to that. So it's interesting because, and several people have pointed this out, and I saw it on Twitter, although I was also thinking about it myself, is that we have seen now all of the footage that was in the two trailers prior to the season premiere. Uh-huh. So everything from now, you know, the next four chapters, chapters 13 through 16, uh, that's all a mystery. Like, we don't know what we're going to see. We have no images. We have no, I mean, I guess unless you're on, like, Reddit looking for leaks or something, maybe you have an idea. I don't know, personally. (laughs) Um, uh, you don't have an idea, Miss well, Wikipedia? <laughs> I mean, I have ideas. I don't know if my ideas will actually be accurately, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't know if my ideas will be Dave's ideas or John's ideas. <laughs> um, you know, I certainly have my theories of what might play out over the next four episodes, but... I also don't think it's going to be as easy as it seems, right? So, you know, we get the name drop of Ahsoka Tano in chapter 11, and we all, well, maybe not we all, but most of us guessed that if Ahsoka was going to show up, it would be in the episode directed by Dave. So I think we could probably put money on that, yeah? Like, everybody plays your bets in Vegas, like, Ahsoka's going to show up this week (laughs) in chapter 13. And, but I don't, like, I don't think it's going to be that easy. Like, just because we, he's going to find Ahsoka, maybe, maybe we'll be surprised. Maybe he won't. Um, But, like, it's not going to, like, it's not going to be that easy. Like, it's not like he can just leave the child with her and, like, the problem will magically be solved. So. I don't know. He does that often this season. Dude has no issues <laughs> finding babysitters. What was it? <laughs> Yeah, I saw some hilarious social media post that was like, season two is all about Mandalorian just trying to find babysitters for his kid. <laughs> another another point of missed tension and drama, you know, I you mean, have this kid and you're going to these fair, dangerous situations, but what happens? He just drops the kid off somewhere else, so there's not, you lose a sense of danger, but you, you know, whatever. It's, <laughs> to be fair, as a parent, like, I sympathize with the exercise of having to find babysitters for your children, so, you know, okay. <laughs> we're a good pet sitter, I mean, however we're looking at this, but um, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, um, go. Say midi-chlorians, you bastards. They are oh, part oh my of gosh. the saga. Yes. They are part of the lore. Just say it. <laughs> Don't come at me with this M count BS. That was literally like my first comment, I think, on our Slack channel. Was like, I Say midi-chlorians. So <laughs> hard. I had to rewind it. I'm like, wait, M count. Do they actually No. I I literally like I heard that and I was like, oh my mm. god, midi chlorians. Like it's like seven o'clock in the morning and I was like, huh? Um I caught Look, that I, I right I, away. Right yeah, away. I, I don't care. I don't I don't care if you're making I, mean, I don't care if these are early attempts at palpatine clones or if they're like 
space winter soldier clones or something. <laughs> I, I don't care what you're making at this point. Just say the word. Yes. You, you, you'll you give me a pod racer so part in the first episode. Yeah. But you won't say midi-chlorian. Like, come on. <laughs> so close. So close. I was screaming about that. I was like, midi-chlorians. Yes. Um, you're so right. Just say it. Just say it. Just. Uh, anyway, just, I just had to get that out. That's also, hilarious. No, I love it because I feel the exact same way. <laughs> So I got to tell y'all, you and you know whoever's listening to this, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm pretty much removed from any online Star Wars discussion. Yes. Just because, you know, for obvious reasons. Uh, and as a rule, I, I try not to be negative online about Star Wars. It, it pains <laughs> me that I'm being so negative this episode. It really, really does. Because if someone's listening to this and they've been really enjoying The Mandalorian, I'm happy you've been enjoying it. So glad I... Do not wish to uh, uh, bring any negativity into your Mandalorian experience, right? So, in the in the spirit of not That's ending things, very polite. Yes, uh, and, and, and <laughs> I'm trying. I'm a bad person, but I'm trying not to be a terrible person right now. You're not complaining a bad about person. Star Wars online. It's, oh, no, it's okay to critique the things that we love, and I think that if you don't critique it, you're obviously you're sorry. If you don't critique it. <laughs> You're doing yourself a disservice as someone who consumes that material. Like, it's okay to not like something. And I don't think we're being overly negative here. Like, I think it's okay to have problems and not enjoy every little thing. But you can still like a product overall. Mm -hmm. Like, I still am enjoying The Mandalorian Season 2, even though I do agree, you know, Din needs some emotional growth. We need to see more of that on screen. Like, well, I, don't... I, I just kind of called them bastards for not saying midi-chlorian, so <laughs> that's pretty rude. I mean, <laughs> it's true, though. Like, if we're drawing a line in the sand, no. <laughs> uh... but, 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 but anyway, the point I want to make, I, I, in the spirit of ending this on a good note, the production value on this show, the technical aspects, the behind-the-scenes wizardry and creative uh, a mastery that everybody has is phenomenal. Tatooine has never looked so freaking good ever. Oh, it, this, the directors yeah. for chapter 10, 11, and 12, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, my God, Peyton Reed, you brought in a giant ant doctor. Awesome. That made me laugh. <laughs> then he had the, then he had the thing, alien xenomorph giant Macquarie spider spiders running around. Oh my gosh. That was so, so cool. That was such so cool creepy. imagery. Oh, it was so, so good. freaking cool. So Bryce good. Dallas Howard knocking it out of the park with the Bo-Katan episode and the and the, the action in there. Yeah, like she, she made it work. Clone Wars. Give her a Star Wars Lucasfilm. Give and her Carl a Star Weathers Wars. just gave us an old school feeling uh, Star Wars romp. It, it felt it felt like an original trilogy uh, uh, action action uh, episode. You know, it in, just a, in had a good that. way. In a yeah, good and, and not yeah. in a bad way. It, it, it tapped into that energy of the old school. Yes. Wow, yeah. adventure. This is just. This is just fun. I'm having fun watching this. Although I should send you something that somebody posted on Twitter where they compared some part of the, um, sorry, of Carl, the, the episode that Carl Weathers directed, The Siege, Chapter 12, um, to uh, a sequence in The Last Jedi. And I think you would appreciate that. Ooh, I totally Ooh. would. Ooh. You start talking yeah. Last Jedi to me, you're, you're talking dirty. But anyway. <laughs> The, the, these directors no. <laughs> and all the all the creative and technical peeps have just been phenomenal and 
like I applaud everyone involved with this show for just making it look as good and sound as good and just feel as good as it is. It's it is on, amazing. On, on, on that side of things. I could not be happier with it. It is. It, and as it a is, result, I am enjoying the season despite all the uh, cynicism, not pessimism, <laughs> cynicism. I have been showing this episode of, of Rain Slug. Um, there, there's still I, a lot to love. Yes, I. it is amazing um, what they have achieved with the volume and what they are able to do. Like some of the shots are just it's it's very it's so cool. Um, it's very cool. And, you know, once again, Lucasfilm just like breaking this incredible ground and being able to do all of these really cool things with it. And yeah, it looks fabulous. I watched the episodes twice on Fridays on on first thing in the morning on my iPad, my rinky dink iPad, and then on your the iPad evening, on my iPad. Um, and then yeah. in the evening with my husband, we watch it on our giant, like 54, 57 inch TV, and it's beautiful. <laughs> ah, it looks so good, like you wouldn't you know. I just, I uh, my old Roku uh, kind of started crapping out on me a bit this past week, yes. so I, I picked up a new, well, the new, the new Ultra Dolby Vision Roku model, right? I'm like, okay, Ooh. my TV has Dolby Vision. That let's, sounds uh, very let's fancy. See how this looks. My God. <laughs> Very nice. I'll just leave it at that, but (laughs) so much better than an iPad. (laughs) Yes. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm kidding. I'm doing myself a disservice, but I also can't drag my butt out of bed that early to watch on my giant TV. So I just know that I will watch it on that TV later. So I can can, can (laughs) tide myself over with that. (laughs) I would also like to point out that, uh, I've been staying up until the episode is out, so obviously yeah. I'm still I'm still you, in it to win it, so to speak. Yeah, you crazy. I was like, maybe yeah. I'll stay up this week, you know, because Ahsoka is going to show up in in chapter 13. And then I was like, or probably not. <laughs> 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 Let's not get crazy here. I mean, I don't have to work on Friday, so, you know, there's that, but... I still have to stay up until midnight, which I can do if I'm just being a bum on my couch, but not if I have to like stay up to watch something, <laughs> even for Star Wars. <laughs> oh, I remember being so glad when Victory and Death, they released it at like nine o'clock instead of midnight. Oh, yeah. So that we could right. watch it because we were like, OK, we've got our plan. We're going to stay up to midnight. It's going to be awesome. And then I was like, oh, thank God. It's already up. <laughs> I don't understand what's <laughs> Speaking oh. on that, the, the Siege of Mandalore arc, all the, all the season seven goodness we got. Yes. Can you believe that was this year? <laughs> yeah, that was this year, wasn't it? But I want to point out, I, I, I brought up Community and Breaking Bad and Watchmen earlier. Uh, yes. There, there you have it. There is a Star Wars example of great character-focused writing that also uh, ticks off everything else, the action, the 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 mm-hmm. plot everything else so th- there's your star wars example equivalent <laughs> fair enough fair enough i i still i still have hope i'm still enjoying this season and some of it is maybe just me being optimistic about where i think things will go um and what we might see um we may come back to do our you know back half recap 
<laughs> review. Expectations and, is a path to the dark side. I Catherine. know it is. I'm. I am trying to like. I am trying to keep my expectations low. I mean, I I have hope, but I. I mean, I honestly don't know. And that's actually. I'm kind of. Um. I guess excited, even though yes, like we're gonna get osoka and it's probably going to be rosario dawson because that's the way that things are going uh, right now it's gonna be jamie lee curtis please <laughs> I, actually i almost said that earlier in this episode <laughs> um that would be hilarious <laughs> you know so that that is still a little bit i still have some uncomfortableness with that but um yeah you know, I, I gotta. I want to point out too. We're talking uh, on expectations. Uh, that's another aspect that I've of my fandom that I've kind of dropped. Like I remember when it's we were discussing the Last thing. Jedi, we we spent so much time on on Force Fan talking about. Oh yeah, Luke will have his green lightsaber and he'll pilot the Falcon. <laughs> stuff we want him to do. You know, all we had all these all these expectations uh, oh set God, up in our heads, did. right? Um. But now, at this point in my life, I don't care what those clone things are yet. I'm just going to wait and see what they are. I don't care uh, what ends up happening to the child. I'm just going to sit back and see what happens. <laughs> I, I, I have totally dropped the expectation side of experiencing Star Wars. I just let it happen now. Well, that's probably smart, honestly. I mean, I I still like to have, you know, I like to read people's theories. I think I think it can be fun as long as you don't get too attached to an idea. We have to be like Jedi, no attachments. Attachment um, is forbidden. Attachments are forbidden. Um, because when you get too attached to a theory, obviously that can lead to an expectation that it will happen and then you will inevitably just be disappointed when it doesn't. Um, so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I do, I do like to read people's theories and think, you know, kind of have my own, but I honestly, I don't, I don't feel like I'm that like, oh, this, it has to happen this way, or it's going to happen this way, because I think, you know, it won't. <laughs> I think I'm old enough at this point to be like, oh, just because I think that doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're thinking. So I really, really am hoping that all these hopeful feelings you've got. Towards, <laughs> I hope they're the not dashed, future. Adrian. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to have to be the optimistic one in the back half. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll be, Me the cynical. be the optimistic one in the bad half. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So <laughs> I have said on our chat threads before that, you know, I asked Kat, right, when did I become the Rick Santorum of our podcast or why am I the salty one? When did that happen? So for you to end up being the the pessimistic one or the cynical Please one in the next Mandalorian episode. don't call me Rick Santorum. Yeah. My goodness. Let's hope it doesn't come to that because we're going to oh. end up in a battle of the heroes type situation. Don't know. Um, that was still the fates. That yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to the solo soundtrack. I'm sorry. Um, that was in my head. Uh yes, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'll be. You know, no, I don't think I'll be the pessimistic, cynical one at the end. But who knows if <laughs> something so bad happens? It might. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you. Actually, so we're wrapping up here. We've gone over the hour, but um, 
I, I wanted to ask you this uh, offline, you know, uh, off to the yeah. side, but okay. I thought I'd save it for the podcast. Just <laughs> it's kind of juicy. <laughs> okay. How would you feel if they got rid of uh, of uh, Cara Dune? I feel if I asked you a year ago, your response would be very different to what <laughs> yeah, it is going to be Yeah, my response now. would be 180. Um, yeah, so Cara Dune. Um, I would just say that I like the character Cara Dune, and, um, but given Gina Carano's kind of emergence as an incredibly shitty person uh, in real life, <laughs> based on her Twitter feed, which... Shitty person. You know, sorry, adult language, but, you know, she has basically come out as an anti-science, anti-mask, pro-Trump, um, pro-election fraud person. And I'm sorry, I think that just means that she's basically outed herself as not that great of a person. So if they decided to kill Cara Dune off this season, I would probably not cry that much about it, honestly. I mean, I would be, I'm already like, bring back Cobb Vanth. Bring back Frog Lady. Like, they can go Yeah, when you said that earlier in the episode, I was very like, (laughs) wow. You would get rid of one of the strong female characters to bring in another white dude that isn't toxic (laughs) in real life. That is insane. Bring back Omera. Um, so I want I want Omera. Come on, bring give me Omera. Bring back Omera. Um, it, and it, it pains me, Adrian. No, this is like a knife in my heart because I was uh, as we watched as I watched chapter twelve, and I'm like, I love that Cara Dune is this strong, intelligent woman. She has a past that you know, is kind of steeped in tragedy. She's good at what she does. She is, uh, she has a body type that is not commonly seen on our screen. Um, you know, she is a lot more muscular and thicker all around. And I love that. Like she looks strong and she is strong and she is beautiful. Like I was like, God damn it. But Gina Carano is such a shitty person. <laughs> like, it, it pains me. It physically pains me. <laughs> because, like, I like the character. And I, it, it hurts, Adrian. Like, I, but I, I really, I don't think that Gina Carano is a very good person. And I don't, like, not to get in the weeds of, like, stupid online drama. Because, one, you should just like never follow actors generally or put them up on pedestals. Like they're people like we are. And sometimes that means they're shitty people. And, you know, we know shitty people in real life too. And that's just kind of the way life is. And so it's like, they can't be your heroes, but at the same time, you know, you've got like Pedro who is very vocal online and very supportive of, you know, the LGBTQ community and his, um, you know, definitely more kind of, I guess, you know, you could just call them liberal or progressive views. And I just, it's hard to reconcile the fact that like, are, do they actually get along now? Like, I mean, I guess the season is done over, but like season three is theoretically going to film at early next year, maybe supposedly like if she's back, how are they gonna, 
I don't know. How is that going to work in, I don't know, in their work relationship? So I don't know. It's hard. Adrian, it's hard. But honestly, like, (laughs) if she's going to be like this, I would rather replace her with somebody else that, you know, isn't. (laughs) Um, There are other people out there. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Sorry, I just talked for like five minutes about. No, no. Like I said, I saved it for the show because I I expected (laughs) something like this. You knew Kat would just word vomit all. But I mean, uh, the van thing is what caught me off guard. That's what I did not expect. (laughs) Plot twist. Plot twist. No, but I mean, I I I echo a lot of what what you're saying here. Just I was what? Excuse me. uh, While I was watching. Chapter twelve. The, the whole time, I just every, every time she popped up, I just kept thinking, recount and you know yeah. masks and all the disinformation she shares. <laughs> you know, she's talking to aliens and I'm like you're okay with aliens, but you're a transphobe in real life. You know, a lot of little things like that came popped up in, in my mind. So, yeah, no, I mean, I echo your your sentiment. Um, I yeah, I mean, it's a bad situation for the show, and unfortunately, unfortunately, one that's kind of overshadowing and undoing one of its quirkier characters. Yeah. I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of things, really, and again, we don't know how the back half of the season is going to play out. Like, really, she's a secondary character that, you know, her job is there as support of the main character. So in one sense, it's easy to go like, well, now she won't be on my screen again. She wasn't in it for three episodes. Now she won't be on. I mean, I can see her coming, uh, like, you know, I would Cat, probably put money on the Star fact Wars. that she'll come She's back. She's going to get a spinoff series. She's oh going to get a God. book series. She's going to get no. a comic series. Come on. It's Star Wars. Come on. Look, if come we're going to get a spinoff series, like, could it at <laughs> least be <laughs> Omera? Give it to Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> I feel like this Omera thing is going to be a great source of salt for you later on. Oh, God. No, it will be. It totally will be. You want to talk about expectations and being disappointed? <laughs> I'm just going to say it again. Expectations <laughs> in the Star Wars community lead to the dark side. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're so right. And yet, and yet. Um, so, you know, it will be interesting to see what plays out in the back half. And if that has any bearing on, you know, her returning in season three. And, you know, some people have speculated baselessly. I mean, all rumors and speculation, there's no truth that we know of that, you know, she's posting all of this because she's not, you know, she can, like there's no um, consequence or anything. So, but I don't think Lucasfilm would probably fire her even if that. So I'm kind of figuring she'll be back. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Honestly, at this point, I think you've introduced enough other characters that, like, if we needed somebody for backup, like, we could find somebody else for backup. But that's my personal opinion. I think I think the show could go on without her and we would all be okay. <laughs> well, Is all right. Sh- is the too long don't read. And can I just add that I think it's freaking hilarious that like the New Republic has basically become cops now in like the post Empire era. It's like they're freaking cops, man. Yeah, speeding <laughs> tickets and everything, huh? <laughs> Running tabs, <laughs> writing tickets, <laughs> animal control. I mean, they yeah, do it all. <laughs> I, I, I kind of want to. I like the way they're being portrayed, actually. It's kind of it's making me laugh. 
So uh, what you doing here, huh? Yeah, you yeah. Gotta, hey, your left tail lights busted, buddy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I, oh, they're missing us a donut or something. Yeah. <laughs> just to finish, just to finish the the stereotype. Half and a donut. I mean, it's kind of an interesting twist because obviously, you know, the alliance, which now becomes the New Republic, was like they were the heroes, they were the underdog, and it's like now we're seeing this. Um, role reversal because now they're the ones in charge and they're having to lay down the law, etc., etc. So it's just kind of like if you, you know, depending on how much you care about that stuff or how much you pay oh, attention to that, that, it's just kind that, of an interesting uh, flip. Uh, another another point that I brought up. Oh God, we are going so long in this episode, but I know we're, we're trying to, to cut compress like four episodes. But I remember <laughs> I brought this up too. Um, May the force be with you has been so overused by the rebellion and the new republic that it's lost <laughs> all its meaning to accept to all for except a few individuals. Mando yeah. had no idea what Jedi was, but he knew to respond, May the force be with you when yeah, he's being pulled over. <laughs> I just that made me laugh. I, that is a, just, that's like one of the small bits of universe building that I feel didn't get in the way. Because it did it introduce was, something that connected to Mando as a character. It's like, oh, yeah. he's familiar with this phrase. Yeah. And as a but result. It was, it was so awkwardly, like, you could tell he was like, <laughs> it's like, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> but I would just, I would just like to thank the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian for canonizing and also with you, because as someone that grew up in the church, um, not the Catholic church, but a protestant church uh but we also say that and so i would just like to thank the mandalorian for canonizing that because now i can use it and be like but it was in star wars (laughs) weird flex but okay (laughs) and with that (laughs) so with that uh despite the mixed feelings you might have gotten from this episode we were both very much looking forward to the Jamie Lee Curtis episode of The Mandalorian. <laughs> Ahsoka Tano. <laughs> um, hell, at this point, I'd be okay if Baby Yoda says his first words and it's Jamie Lee Curtis doing the voice. I would take it. Oh, my. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, so you should be listening to this or this episode should be out on Wednesday of this week. Thanksgiving uh, Eve. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. And then Thanksgiving evening, very late evening, we got the supposed Ahsoka episode premiering. So, suppose rumored to be called the Jedi. We'll see if that's true or not. My other side hobby has been I saved a list of what the titles of the episodes were supposed to be, and then how wrong they are. And so far, I don't think any of them have been right. From like what was like leaked on Reddit as like, oh, these are the Mandalorian season two episode titles. <laughs> Sorry. Things I do in my spare time. Another weird <laughs> flex there, but okay. Personally, personally, I would have gone with the sorcerer, but you know. That's what it was rumored to be, but now it was rumored to be the Jedi. So we'll but, see. We'll but see. Maybe expectations they'll get one right. lead to anger, anger lead yes. to hate. Hate lead to doom scrolling, so yeah, not gonna. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. <laughs> but anyway, we hope you're very much enjoying the Mandalorian season two. Like we said, that we're still loving a lot of aspects of it. Uh, we hope you have a safe Thanksgiving. Emphasis on safe, safe, healthy. And we know it. We know it's hard, but 
you know, to to echo what a lot of the medical professionals and scientists are saying, uh, be safe this year so we can have an even better one next year. Yep. So, Guys, the vaccine news is super promising. As a scientist, I can say this. Um, super promising. It is going to get better. It's really hard now, but, like, it's horrific out there. So, like, please, please, please be safe. Don't travel. Wear a mask. Listen to the healthcare professionals. Listen to what they're telling you. Please. Um, we're close. We're really close. It's been really hard. I know. We're coming up on, like, 10 months, and believe me. <laughs> I'm so tired of it. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen any of my friends in person since March. Um, I'm with you. Like, it sucks. But please, 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 please be safe. Stay healthy. Wear a mask. Be conscious of your neighbors and of other, you know, the people that you are around. And don't be a selfish asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I said it with smile. <laughs> I'm smiling if you can't you can't see me. <laughs> I like how much more vulgar brain slug is compared to <laughs> Force Man. We were trying to keep it family friendly and now I'm just throwing it out the window. Earning but anyway, um so let us know what you're thinking about the Mandalorian season two, and you can do so on where are we again? Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Facebook, but we're not on Facebook with this Forget one. Forget Facebook. Forget Facebook, yeah. Fake news. To, to. <laughs> uh <laughs> More political. No. Uh, yeah, you, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BrainSlugPod, our website, bluelabpro.com forward slash BrainSlug. And if you want to yell at me for for all my opinions and hot takes on The Mandalorian, and I wouldn't blame you, you can do so on Instagram at bluelabpro. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CatRay if you want to talk about how Jon Favreau is a terrible writer and they should say midichlorians, damn it. If you do start discussing midichlorians or M counts, I would actually like to be part of that thread. Please okay, all you. right, I'll tag you. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, don't, 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 don't. No. <laughs> I, I like watching Star Wars in my cave. Fair enough. It's nice. It's it's peaceful. <laughs> Luke, Luke had the right idea. Obi Wan had the right idea. Yoda had the right idea. Be a hermit. <laughs> Just be a hermit. Live in a cave. <laughs> Star Wars hermits have got it made. I gotta tell you. I mean. Not, but yeah. not wrong. <laughs> yeah, so again, stay safe, wear a mask. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. From Blue Lab Productions, thanks for listening to the Brain Slug Podcast. Edited and produced by Adrian Mesa with original music composed by Felipe Rosales and original art by Mitsu Overstreet. Please rate and review our show on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. All rights reserved. <laughs>